Hey, good morning, good morning. Wow, and what a good morning it is. And I'm glad you are here today, because today I just feel faith rising in this room. I see the power of God moving. I know you're going to hear from God today. He's going to speak to you about whatever it is that is on your mind, whether it is a mountain, something that's been an obstacle holding you back, or whether it's something that you're pushing forward to. Like I, I saw a picture when I was praying yesterday for, for, for this, like, God, you know, what do you want to see? And like, what's faith all about, God? And I just, just had, had the words, you know, faith is reaching into the unseen. And I saw myself in this, and there was a wall here, right there, and I could see nothing on the other side of it. And, he's, and God's saying to me, you know, put your hand in there. I'm thinking like, well, how am I going to put my hand through the wall? But you can do that when you're in a vision, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I put my hand through, but I still couldn't see it. My hand was gone, couldn't see anything. But I started to feel things on the other side things, dreams. And then I moved my hand a bit further. And the more faith I got, the further my reach went. Faith reaches into the unseen. So today, today, your faith is going to reach into things. You can't see it with your eyes, but on the other side of the wall, you can start to feel it. The more faith you have, the more reach there'll be. You'll be able to search around and get the dreams and hopes that you've always wanted in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Oh, Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, for the privilege of sharing your word. Father, I pray that as your word goes out, Lord, that it will pierce hearts, that it will bring revelation and light, that it will bring life. I thank you, Lord, that you are mighty and powerful and sharp. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, Amen. 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 Take a seat. Take a seat. Thank you. And thank you, band. You're amazing. I just love hearing all the guitars out there. I was going to say Jess again, you know, our awesome Jess bass girl, but I thought I'd better give all the, all the guitarists a hand. Like, give them all a hand. These guys are amazing. Oh, yeah. So are you too, Steve, on the drums. Of course, you know, and Lisa. You know, everyone's amazing. <laughs> Don't want to get to think, oh, my God, you didn't say I was amazing. I was anyway, faith moves mountains. Yes, it does. So faith reaches into the unseen. And before, when we were having uh, vision builders, and it, it reminded me that trusting God for my finances has been one of my biggest mountains to grow in where faith is concerned. Because I, I didn't come, uh, you know, I, I wasn't very generous, actually, before I uh, started following Jesus. Generous for me was like when someone knocked on the door and they said, do you want to buy some chocolates? I was like, okay, you know, I'll do that. Or do you want a raffle ticket with something? You know, that was generous for me. I, I, I wasn't just a, and it had to do with, uh, a lot to do with my upbringing because we didn't have a lot of money and, you know, we just scraped by. But what happened, even after all that was gone, I still had that poverty mindset. I still had that lack mindset. I still had that, there's not enough mindset. I mean, you know, and it came out of, you know, you ate everything on your plate, you squeeze every little bit out of the toothpaste, you use every bit of there is of, of this tomato sauce. I mean, that's the kind, like we used everything. And there's nothing wrong with that, but when you move out of that situation and you still have that kind of mindset, it actually affects how you are with everything. And, 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 and especially with my finances. So I remember when I first came along to church and I would hear something like that, I'd be sitting there like, 
wigging out. I would be like, what? I can't believe it. What are they talking about? Money again? Like, you know, and, and I would, I would, because on the inside of me, there wasn't enough at that time. I couldn't even, I thought, man, I can't even like support my family. There's so much lack in my life. Like, how could I even give two cents, let alone, actually, there's no two cents now. Okay, how could I give five cents <laughs> and, and rather than, 10%? Are you joking? Seriously? That was my mindset, though. It was my, it was my mindset. So thank God that I started coming to church, and I started to hear the Word of God. And I heard one day someone say, you know, when you build God's house, He will build your house. And I always wanted a house. I'm thinking I'd love my own house, but I, ca- I don't get it. How, how could I do that by, I still didn't get it, you know, how, and, and it did, it took time with the sowing of God's word in my mind, like just the constant hearing of his word, you know, when I build God's house, he'll build my house, when I, when I, when I use my finances in God's way, he'll take care of my, my finances, like, it, I thought, it took me a while to get that, it really did, but when I got it, it changed my life. I've been following God for 15 years now. I had, and I shared some of this uh, in my last preach a few weeks ago, that I had hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt when I first started following God. When I started to learn how to use my finances God's way, because he'd given them to me in the first place, when I learned how to do that through tithing and through being all in, being a part of Vision Builders, ever since I've been in this church the last nine years, I've been a part of Vision Builders because I am all in. And that was even when I was still in debt. I had to get, once I got the revelation, it didn't matter about that. I need to do first things first. First, God with my finances and God will take care of me. And he has done that. And I shared last time, like, yes, I've got a house, but I own my house outright. I have no debt. I have no debt. That's what God can do when you follow his ways, when you have faith in him, have faith in him. So in Ephesians 3.20, it says in the, the TPT, that's the Passion Version, it says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. That's right. His, you know, when was the last time, I want you to think about this, when was the last time you asked God to do something impossible, something out of the ordinary? I really want you to think about that. I had to think about that myself. When, when was the last time I, I really had to ask God to do something impossible? Well, you see, because you, you need no faith. No faith is required to do the possible. You don't need faith to do things that are possible. You need faith when you do something that is beyond you. So it's crazy, like we pray over our food, we pray for wisdom, we pray for protection, and there's nothing wrong with that, nothing at all. But we should always have something that we're praying about, something that you're asking for that is beyond you, something that you can't accomplish in your own strength, because faith reaches into the unseen. That's what faith is all about. And through the Bible, you know, we see this 
everywhere. There's so many stories in the Bible. Elijah, he prayed that it wouldn't rain. And for three and a half years, there was no rain. Now that's way beyond the normal, isn't it? It's way out of his reach. It is. Joshua, he prayed for more daylight and God stopped the sun. Hello. That's way beyond. I mean, what are you praying about? What are you hoping for? What are you thinking about? What are you dreaming about? What do you have faith for? Because you only need faith for something that is beyond you. All right. Okay. So I've had a few, a few thoughts about this. So I've got three thoughts. And my first one is, we walk by faith, not by sight. And that's in actually 2 Corinthians 5.7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. And there's two scriptures that I can't, those two, like this, that one, we walk by faith and not by sight. And then, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, the word of God. That's in Romans 10, 17. Those two together. We walk by faith, by what we hear, not by sight, what we see. Now, just to like, you know, give you a bit, like we don't go by what we see, but what, but why, by what we hear. We don't walk by what we see, but we hear the promises of God. And what we are hearing is way greater than what we are seeing. Faith is not what we see. Like in Mark 11, Jesus, he cursed a fig tree because it had no fruit on it. It had leaves, but no fruit. And the apostles were with him. You know, he, he, says, he says, you know, you're not going to produce any fruit anymore, you fig tree. He didn't say it like that. That's just, that's how I'd say it. But, but he told the fig tree, fig tree, you will no longer produce fruit. And the apostles were with him and they're probably thinking like, yeah, okay, Jesus. And then off they go. Now, a day later, when they're walking back past that fig tree, one of them notices and says, hey, look at the fig tree. It's dead. It's withered up from the roots. It died from the roots. Now, if we were looking on the outside, what we see, what Jesus said actually made no difference. But the moment Jesus spoke into the invisible root of the fig tree, it started withering and dying. So and even though it looked like nothing was happening, something was happening. That's how faith works. Faith is trusting God. Faith is moving into knowing, moving without knowing all the answers. So don't let what you see stop you from having what you hear. All right, and another one is in, in 1 Kings, the prophet Elijah. There was a great famine. There'd been no rain. We talked about that for three and a half years. I mean, he prayed for no rain, three and a half years. Now there's a drought. Uh-oh, people are starving. Uh, it, <laughs> and then Elijah tells King Ahab, I hear the sound of a, the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of of the abundance of rain. There's not a cloud in the sky. Yet he chose to believe what he heard in the spirit instead of what he saw. He saw with his eyes the drought. He saw with his eyes the famine. But he heard in his spirit the sound of the abundance of rain. See, in faith, you hear something different from what you see. Faith doesn't just look at the facts and say, oh, well, I might as well give up now. You know, faith looks at circumstances that look like defeat, and faith listens. All right, you know, and I've got to say, God has never, when I've been listening, never said to me, He's never talked defeat to me. He's never said, 
Well, think you should give up. Well, think you should quit. Well, you can't do it. Well, you're not going to make it. And a dream that God's put on, he's never, I've never heard him say that to me. Oh, you should get depressed now. Oh, it's so not going to happen. He, he doesn't talk like that. If you're hearing things like that, believe me, it's not God. God does not speak defeat. He does not. No, he doesn't. So, you know, faith is believing what you hear in your heart, even when what you see is the opposite. You might hear abundance, even though you might see lack. You might hear health, even though you might see sickness. You hear rain, even though you might see drought. Do you, do you hear me? <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying? It's not about what you see. It's about what you hear. All right. So quite a few years ago, I heard God talk to me. And there's plenty of ways that God can talk to you. He can talk through prophecies. He can talk through dreams and visions and pictures and audible voices and impressions. But the inner voice that you hear and hear in your spirit and through his word, the Bible, they are the most frequent times that I've ever heard from God. Most people hear through those two the most. Doesn't mean you can't hear in other ways, but they're the most. So I heard God in, in a voice tell me to uh, take a year off work and spend some time working on my relationships with my sons, who were teenagers at the time. My oldest son and I had been having a little bit of like, you know, biffo. No, nah, we weren't. Like, but we, 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 we weren't. But we were having like, we were having issues because we were starting to argue. Like, he was, uh, he would have been 14 at the time, and he wasn't a very good example to his brother. Nah, he wasn't. He's awesome. He's awesome. But we were, we were starting to have a little bit of, uh, 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 and then one day at work, I heard God say, "Take a year off without pay." That's what I'm saying. Like, there's like, take a, take a year off without pay and you know, build your relationship with your sons. And I'm like, whoa. And I knew it was God. I just knew it was because I didn't really want to do that. It's not that I didn't want to spend time with my sons, but what I could see, all I could see is like, I could see I can't afford to do that. I could see I've got a mortgage and I've got debts and bills to pay. I could see like, what? A, there's no way I could do that. I can't get through financially. But I could hear. Because So when I started to pray, what I could hear was, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God was telling me, I'll supply all your needs. So I could hear that, but what I could see didn't match, was the opposite. So I did. I took a step of faith. That was one of those times where it was beyond me. It was beyond, you know, it was something that I couldn't, just do. I had to have faith to do this and trust God to do that. So I did. I stepped out and took a year off unpaid. What the? But anyway, I'm, even at the time, I'm like, I cannot believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to do it because God's told me to do it. And I know if he's with me and he's for me, who can be against me? That's just the way it is. So anyway, in my first month, off, you know, because I've still got to pay my bills. So I f figure out <laughs> that I've, like, I need about six grand a month. And that, you know, just to be like normal, like, you know, pay the debts off and still be able to go to the movies, all that sort of stuff. Six grand a month. And so I'm thinking, right, so I set this goal 
And I, I feel like God wants me to share trade. I'd already been share trading, but I hadn't been making a regular income out of it. I'd been doing that. I'd learned how to do it. I, I was actually quite, you know, getting some really great trades and stuff like that, but I never thought of it as a form of income. So in my first month, I'm thinking, rightio, well, God's told me to trade that. I'm going to make like six grand, like so easy this month out of my share trading. Like, yeah, that's so awesome. On the 30th of May, because it was the month of May was the first, I, I remember it so clearly because all I could see was I'd made $22 by the 30th of May. Uh, $6,022. That's kind of not working, right? And I've got to tell you, my faith was starting like, but not at all did I hear God saying to me, you're not going to make it. You made the wrong decision. It's not going to happen. Not, not at all. I didn't hear that. What I heard God saying, I'll supply your needs. I'll supply all your needs. And I'm thinking, well, I hope he does it like quickly because like <laughs> 22 bucks, like seriously. Anyway, the next day I'd bought this, I'd, I'd bought a particular share and it was a CFD. It was a contract for difference. I won't get into that. I'd have to explain it. Anyway, I bought this thing and it went, and it went up 25% on the 31st of May and I sold it and I made $6,017 off that one trade. Boom! Like, come on! Why is that? Is it because I could see that I'd only made $22? Is it because I could see that I still had debts to pay? Is it because I could see that I no longer got a wage from my job? No. It's because I could hear that my God supplies all my needs according to His riches and glory. That's right. I know. It's so exciting, isn't it? So, <laughs> because that's, that's what hearing is about. So that was just month one. So, for, But I've got to tell you that that year that I took off, God supplied my needs every month. Not only did he supply the 6,000, he supplied way more than that. I took my family on a holiday to Thailand. I went to New Zealand for Christmas with my family to catch up with all my cousy bros, which was amazing. I love that. You know, like, so it wasn't, he supplied all my needs in that year that I had off. Not because of what I saw, but because of what I heard. I want you to think about that. What are you hearing? What are you hearing? All throughout this, I want you to think, what am I hearing? You know, even though you might be seeing something, what are you hearing? All right. Listen to what God says. So that was my first one is we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by what we hear, not by what we see. Okay. Sick number two, faith seeks God. In Hebrews 11.6, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him, impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Faith seeks God. God rewards those who diligently seek him. You have to have faith to actually even please God. I know. That's right. Yeah. So how do you seek God? Well, I, I, I think of like faith is... It's developed. It's like a muscle. It's like a muscle. Muscle. It's like a muscle. <laughs> the more you use it, the stronger it gets, and vice versa. And you know, I, I know all about that because the thing is, if you don't use it, like it just shrivels up. 
I tore my Achilles oh, a few years back now, and I had to wear one of those big boot things for nine weeks. I know, not exciting. The first time I'd been like, oh, God, I don't like this. But I, got, I, I, I became so fast on crutches. I was faster than I could run, actually, on crutches. It was like, woo, I got the power. Built my arm strength up. But when they took that boot off, my um, calf muscle actually curved inwards. Like my, my unmuscle. Oh, I should call it like yeah, no muscle. It was no muscle. It, so my, my left leg was skinnier than my right, and yeah, and it curved inwards. It was like, oh my gosh, but that's what happens to a muscle when you don't use it. I mean, I had to go to physio and like do training, and I hated it, but the thing is, I, I really did. It was hard, like they could stand up there and do 50 of those and have a break for one second and do it again. I mean, but I had to train. I had to train that muscle back. I had to train it back into existence first and then build on it so it was the same as my other one because you look kind of weird, right, with one little skinny leg. <laughs> anyway, back, back off the... So, faith, that's why you build your faith. And you do that by committing to train. I, I've done lots of sports. I've done taekwondo. I've done squash. I've done basketball. All of them had training. I had to go to training and then you play the game. It's the same with your faith. You need to train it. How do you train it? You come to church. Congratulations, you guys have all done that. Like that's, that's amazing. Give yourselves a hand. Also, you online, give yourselves a hand as well. Come to church. Be here. Be in an atmosphere of faith. That is how you will help your faith. The other thing is like get involved in a group. You know, because that's where you will actually grow your faith. You'll get to practice your giftings. You know, if you've got the gift of prophecy you get to prophesy at your group I mean under the leadership of your leader of course like like if, if you if you get to talk to someone you get to help people in the things you've overcome because God gives you like you, you we are all overcomers we have actually all overcome something and when you've overcome something you actually are anointed to help somebody who's got the same thing do you understand like if you've been through something and you push through like I've pushed through my finances I'm anointed to help people with their finances. So whatever it is that you have, that's why you need to be in a group. So not only are you there to help other people, they're there to help you and things that they've overcome and things that can help you. So get in a group. And the other thing is, like, train. Know, know what's going on here. Get into our next step sessions. The, the, the week one starts next week. It, you get to be a part of our church. Know what's going on. And it, and it talks about how you get involved and what your giftings are, because that's important. What's God put on the inside of you that you need to get out to other people? See, your gifts are not just for you. Your gifts are for others. So do next steps. Those are the things. So you can start with that. But of course, you know, you read the Bible, you pray, and it sounds like a lot, so that's why I don't want to say it all together. But number one, come to church regularly. Number two, get in a group. And just learn what your giftings are. Learn what you're involved in, the church you're involved in. Just get involved. So commit to training. So that's number two. So we had we walk by faith, uh, we walk by faith, and not by sight. And we have uh, faith seeks God. Yes. And then number three is faith is persistent. I said to you before, God's never said to me, you know, like oh, you better quit, you better give up. No, 
because faith is persistent. Faith says, keep going. Faith says, don't give up. Like Elijah, well, I'm back to Elijah again. When he, um, he was saying, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain, he sent his servant out, like he was up on the mountain praying, and he sent his servant out to have a look on the top of the hill to look for a cloud because there was no clouds in the sky. He sent him out, and his, and, and his servant comes back and says, you know, nah, nah, Elijah, not a cloud in the sky. So he sent him again, and he did this. He sent him, like, Elijah, you go up there because, you know, I see that there's no cloud in the sky, but I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. So he sends him up again. He comes back again. Nope. No rain. No, no sign. No clouds. And he does that six times. And then on the seventh time, though, on the seventh time, servant comes back and goes, I see a cloud. I see a cloud. And do you know what? In your faith journey and what you're hoping for and what you're wanting, sometimes you'll just start to see a glimpse of that starting to happen. But you've got to keep going out there to look. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep hearing. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain and go out there and look. And even if you don't see it, you're going to keep on going backwards. And of course, it did rain. I mean, what a miracle that is. No rain for three and a half years. And then it rains. But it is about faith. It's about going to see abundance. You know, and don't let anyone talk to you about, if you've got something in your heart, don't let anyone put you off and say, hey, nah, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't see you doing that. Like, really? Like, don't listen to that. Seriously, people don't determine your destiny. God does. God determines your destiny. We walk by faith, by what we hear, not by sight, what we see. See, God is not surprised by your circumstances, believe it or not. He's not worried about it. He's not nervous. He's not pacing the floor thinking, oh my gosh, what are they doing? Oh, oh my gosh, she's supposed to be earning $6,000 and she's only making twenty two. Oh my goodness, he's not biting his fingers. Thinking, oh my goodness, how is she going to do it? He already knows. He goes before us. He, goes, he put it in your heart anyway, didn't he? Yes, he did. So he's not nervous about it because he believes in you. He believes in you. And you know that you're going to be tested. I mean, it's no big surprise. You've, if you've been through any kind of faith journey, you know that you're going to be tested, but you've got to keep walking. You've got to keep going. See, nothing can take the place of persistence. Not talent, not gifting, not education. Persistence is without a doubt the essential key to moving a mountain in your life. So tough times actually pull things out of you that you never even knew that you had. You grow. Just like that promotion of a car, that's what happens. You start off with that. It can be tough going to the next one, but when you get there, you don't actually ever go back. You understand that? And even if you started a, a little bit, you never actually go back to where you were. You always, because God's about going forward. He's about going forward. So, how do we do this then? We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith seeks God and then faith is persistent. Listen to what you hear, not what you see. But in order to do that, you have to have a relationship with God first. You do. You need a relationship with God. I mean, a bit later, I'm going to pray for finances, but 
right now, I want to give you an opportunity, if you don't have a relationship with God, to actually have one. Because I haven't always followed God, as you heard before, like 15 years ago, I was far away from God. Even though uh, seeds had been sown into me, like I say seeds, but words had been spoken over me, I'd been prayed for practically all my life, from my grandfather until he died, what he would have prayed for me for 28 years. I was 28 when he passed away, but he would have prayed for me all my life. He was a Christian. He followed God. He was a man of God. He, he loved people and he loved God. But I didn't get it then, unfortunately. All those things, you know, and I lived my life thinking I didn't need God to tell you the truth. And I thought, wow, I'm doing good. But actually, if I look at myself, I was pretty angry. Things that hurt me in the past, I felt rejected, all those sorts of things. I was all like bound up in a sense on the inside of me. I was just going through life. I had no purpose and I actually knew that there was something missing in my life. I knew it. And then, just like after the time of a friend started going along to a church, like my best friend actually, and she would ring me up on Sundays and go, oh my gosh, you know, it's amazing that church, like there's a band, and I'm thinking like, yeah, rubber band, I'm thinking like violins and all that sort of stuff, I'm thinking like, yeah, whatever, but she, she was persistent, she kept calling me and saying, this is happening and that is happening and, and this is great and I feel this and I'm, I'm learning things and it's relevant, I'm thinking like, yeah, whatever, but then I got this feeling on the inside, okay, I'm going to check it out. And the main reason was, is because she changed. She started to speak differently. She started to look different physically. Her kids like seemed so happy. She moved them out of school into a Christian school. I'm thinking like, what is she doing? See, the world will tell you like, what are you doing? But when you hear from God, who cares? Who cares? So she did that, and honestly, I saw her life change, and that encouraged me to come along. And I walked into a church just like this one, just like this church. And I saw the band, and I thought, wow, this band's amazing. I saw the people looked happy. But it wasn't just they looked happy. There was something that they had that I know, I knew that I wanted. And towards the end of the service, like the person speaking gave us an opportunity to invite Jesus into my life, and I thought, wow. And he talked about this God, this, this God that loved me just the way I was. He talked about a God that accepted me, that could bring peace into my life, that could bring joy into my life, that could give me a fresh start. And I thought, you know what? I want that. So when he asked us to respond by raising our hand, I thought, yep, I'm in. So I raised my hand, and he prayed for me. Oh, my God, when he prayed for me, I just felt the peace that I have never, ever felt before, ever. And you might think, like, big deal, but it was a big deal to me because I had never felt that peace before. And I knew in that moment that God was real. So I gave my heart. I, I, like, and, I, and from that time on to today, God has completely changed my life so much, like not just in my finances, but the way I think about people, so many things, he's brought joy into my life, there's this joy on the inside of me that 
just continually bubbles up, bubbles up, and it spills out into every area of my life. And it's because of my relationship with God. And so today, I want to offer you that same opportunity, that opportunity to have a fresh start, that opportunity to have peace and joy in your life. So very soon, I'm going to ask you to respond by raising your hand. But if I could just get every person to close your eyes just now, bow your head, close your eyes, because this is a moment that is between you and God. You know, you might be here today and you've never had a relationship with God. Very soon I'm going to ask you to respond by raising your hand and we're going to say a prayer, but you're going to stay in your seat. Or you might be here today and at one time you followed God, but you know that you need to reconnect to Him, to recommit your life to Him. Very soon I'm going to ask you to raise your hand as well. Or you may have been here so many times and but you know that you're just not right with God you're not right with him and you're not a hundred percent sure that you're going to heaven so very soon I'm going to ask you to raise your hand as well so if you're any one of those three things either you've never had a relationship with God but you know that you want one or that you want to recommit your life to God or you want to be certain that you're going to heaven right now I just want to ask you if you could raise your hand up high so I can see it. I'm going to wait because I feel like there's someone here today and your heart might be beating fast and thinking, oh, is she talking to me? I just feel like it's God speaking through me. If that's you today and you want to have a relationship with God, be bold. Because it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you're from. God loves you. And he accepts you right where you are. Every Christian is praying right now. Who was there today? I'm looking around. Over to my left. The center. Over to the right. Okay, we're going to say this prayer. And if you've responded for the first time when we pray, I want you to come and see me afterwards. But I want us to all say this prayer together. Let's stand to our feet. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I invite you into my heart. Thank you that you died for me, that you cleansed me, that you took away my sin. I'm turning to you. I love you. I thank you that today I am forgiven. I am set free and I'm going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So today, I actually do. I want to pray for finances today. I want to pray for businesses today. I want to pray if you're thinking about going into a business. I want to pray for you if you're, you're waiting on a promotion. I want to pray for you if you're waiting on a job. So if you're any of those things, I want you to raise your hands to God. Thank you, Jesus. So many hands. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God of provision.
I thank You, Lord, that You go before us. I thank You, Lord, that You see every hand raised. And I thank You, Father, for what You're doing in each person's life. Father, I pray for businesses in Jesus' name. I pray that there would be increased income. I pray for increased networking. I pray for increased contacts, Father. I thank You, Lord, that You're bringing the right people to the right place at the right time in Jesus' name. I see contracts being signed in Jesus' name. I thank You, Lord, for people who are looking for work, Father. I thank You, Lord, that You're with them, that You're for them, that You're not defeated, Lord, that You're saying, go again, go for that job again, apply again, apply for another job, take out that resume. I thank You, God, for Your anointing upon that. Father, as they go out this week, as they apply for jobs, as they speak to people, Father, that You would open up the doors for them in Jesus' name. I thank You, Lord, for every person's finances. I thank You, Lord, for what You're doing. You're a God of abundance. Father, You will supply all our needs above and beyond because You're an exceedingly abundant God. I thank You, Father, that You would rain finances on people in Jesus' name, that You would open up income streams. I see people seeing investments, different investments happening in Jesus' name. I thank You, Lord, that You would make it clear, that You would make it plain when it's You. Father, I just thank You for investments. I thank You that they're growing. I thank You that they're protected in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you care about your people. I thank you, Lord, that the richest people on the Sunshine Coast will be in this church, that it was prophesied by Pastor Phil in Jesus' name, and we are standing together in that. And Lord, I just pray your blessing, the blessing, your blessing, Jesus' name, release it, release it, release it, release it, release it. Oh, Lord, I just see new income new flows of income in people's lives. Father, I just see see people who never thought that they could do a business stepping out in that. I, like, don't go by what you see. Go by what you hear. If God has told you to start a business, do it. Do it. He will supply your needs. I just thank you, Lord, for that income. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth and He adds no sorrow to it. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth and He adds no sorrow to it. That was one of my scriptures that I would just continuously say that. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth and He adds no sorrow to it. And Father, I pray that there would be a clearing of debt in this place that debt would be stamped and under our feet in Jesus' name, that you would give the way on how to do that. You would give the means on how to do that. But I see debt being cancelled. I tell you, ring the person you owe the debt to. I see debt being cancelled in Jesus' name. In Jesus, Let's give God a hand. He's mighty. He's all-powerful. He's willing. He's our provider. Jesus.